plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I hope you are having fun and having a prosperous, wealthy new year this far. The show is brought to you by Be the Star You Are Charities. Um... And it is produced by Star Style Productions. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the empowerment channel where I always am trying now or striving to seed and stimulate and support space for very positive, meaningful conversations. So in today's program, we're going to be covering a few things. Uh, COVID lessons or lessons that we might have learned from COVID, how to stay in peak health, a classic design trends. And um, I have a friend who just had a baby girl. So just about a little bit about being a mom. The miracle moment um, for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And this was from Mark Twain. The secret of getting ahead is getting started. (laughs) And I think that's a good one. I know that we're in the last week of January. So how are we doing so far? So many people have made um, resolutions. And usually by this time, you know, people have already stopped. So we'll, (laughs) we'll have to see how are you doing and if you can keep ahead of the curve. Well, we are going into, I guess it's going to be our, is it our fourth? Yeah, our third year? No, we've had three years. So, yes, it started in 2020, and this is 2023. So I guess in March we would start the fourth year of COVID. Um, So right now we're still in year three. But what have we learned? What has COVID taught us about our health? I mean, at the height of the pandemic before any vaccines were available or before anybody really knew anything, it was really brutal. And three years after it all started, scientists tell us what hard-learned lessons have stuck when it comes to staying healthy now. And hopefully some of the lessons we've learned will help us get through whatever might be coming. So one of the things that scientists have said is that Risk management is absolutely critical for everything that we do in life. And before the pandemic, I mean, how often did we actually think about uh, protecting ourselves from a cold or even the flu or any kind of respiratory bug? I mean, they were just things that usually happen maybe once a year. And, we, you know, we didn't think it was any big deal. We shrugged off the risk. Um, respiratory viruses just didn't seem to be that scary. But with COVID, um, it forced us all to take viruses more seriously on a daily basis. And it highlighted the power that our personal habits have, like 
hand washing, masking, getting vaccinating, determining which indoor situations we want to put ourselves at risk, you know, on or not, and um, and how likely we were to get sick if we didn't follow some certain protocols. Well, COVID also made it very clear that not managing our risk had consequences beyond a tough stay in the hospital or in mild cases, just losing a few sick days. A 1-2022 study found that a person infected with COVID, this is really scary, was 33 times likely to suffer from a first-time arterial blood clot during the first week of infection as someone who never had had the disease, 33 times. So respiratory viruses can trigger other real medical emergencies, and these compounding factors can damage major organs and raise your risk of autoimmune conditions. And even relatively mild COVID could cramp your uh, breathing and of course, it knocks off your stamina for quite a while. Now, vitamin D is a health hero, as we know. Um, we talk about vitamin D and getting it from the sun. But pre-pandemic, it was just easy to think of vitamin D as something that just helped you know, uh, build our bones. Um, it was a nutrient found in milk and and, you know, if you're out in the sun, you're going to get a lot of vitamin D. But then the COVID era research showed that a higher risk of testing positive for uh, people who had a vitamin D deficiency compared with people whose levels were fine. So experts suspected that optimal amounts of vitamin D may help shield you from COVID as it does with other respiratory illnesses. Now, there's not a clear conclusion on that according to physicians, but doctors have long known that vitamin D plays a crucial role in immune health and about one in three American adults is not getting enough. So what vitamin D does is it helps your immune system in almost every way. It rallies parts of the system to get working against the microbes, and it may also reduce inflammation. And that's a process that plays a huge number, a huge role in a huge number of conditions that Americans and people all over the world get a cancer, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's, rheumatoid arthritis, and even depression. And if you already have enough vitamin D, extra vitamin D evidently will not help you. And you'd have to get a blood test to really find out what your level is. Uh, what's recommended to stay healthy is to aim for 5 to 30 minutes every day at, during the midday without sunscreen in the sun at least twice a week because then your body can use this vitamin D that you get from the sun to make its own vitamin D. Now, I've always felt I don't have a vitamin D deficiency because I'm outside literally every day. It's not always sunny, but uh, I am outside. But, you know, during this uh, COVID, I have taken an extra supplement from time to time just to kind of make sure. But anyway, you can also eat vitamin D rich foods, salmon, trout, uh, fortified cow's milk or plant milk. 
And if you don't eat those foods or get that much direct sunlight, then you could take a supplement as an insurance policy. And that's what I think that a lot of people have been doing. Now, long COVID is helping us understand other illnesses. So even one of the pandemic's most devastating and uh, really puzzling legacies, um, long COVID, it might help drive our understanding of health and other conditions. There is just a wide swath of troubles that linger for about half the people who had symptomatic COVID. And that is everything from joint pain to brain fog. Um, And it may not end up being unique to the coronavirus. And it's creating a surge of interest in studying seemingly similar but often dismissed conditions like chronic fatigue system, um, that's called CFS, or post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome. You know, and those are just horrible. I don't know if you um, have ever had a Lyme disease, but uh, I, and I have not, but I had a photographer in my modeling days that got Lyme disease and literally was debilitated for almost two years, and they finally found out it was Lyme disease. So let's hope that they, people can diagnose this quickly. Now, uh, the doctors are still learning about long COVID, but among the theories about what causes the symptoms are organ damage, chronic inflammation, which includes the central nervous system, and reservoirs of virus that actually remain in the body. There are some of these factors science, scientists think may actually also be involved with a CFS, that chronic fatigue syndrome. So knowing more about long COVID could shed light on all these other conditions. But what is very clear, at least the doctors do agree on this, is that long COVID is real and these illnesses are valid. And um, my son-in-law, my daughter's husband, who is a Los Angeles firefighter, as he, when he got COVID in June, um, he has long COVID and it has affected his heart and it has affected his lungs to the point at this point, he has not been able to go back to firefighting. Um, he has a very difficult time walking any, any distance or doing any of the things that he did before. And he is uh, chronically fatigued. So it's really scary because they can't seem to get to the bottom of it. So the basics with COVID um, are a big deal. And health issues that develop over time, like stroke or type 2 diabetes, have been on the rise for a year. And about 60% of U.S. adults have at least one chronic illness, and 4 in 10 have two or more. So until you're diagnosed with one, the danger of chronic illnesses can feel really far off. But that's why we have to be aware and, and manage our risks because COVID made it so clear that people with any chronic conditions were at a higher risk for severe illness. And it made people take an honest look at all of their health ha- habits. Um, obesity, for instance, went from being something that, you know, okay, I'll get around to, you know, to deal with it when I feel like exercising more 
to being a risk factor for complications from this very scary new virus. Now, um, uh, Dr. Um, Fengel Ding, who is from New England, he clarified this synergy like this. He said, you know, picture, picture a glass and every risk factor, which would be like eating excess sugar or not exercising or not treating your high blood pressure, adds water to the cup, while healthy habits would decrease the water level. And what COVID did is it pushed the water level over the room, over the rim of the glass, and then we're in that uh-oh stage. So the takeaway here is more of a reminder. You know what to do. You can prevent chronic illnesses by eating well, being active, avoiding tobacco, being moderate with alcohol. And it's these little small lifestyle habits and changes that could save your life. So we really have to be uh, diligent about it. And then the other um, thing is people are wondering, should you still wash your hands for 20 seconds? Yes, the answer is yes. This is the standard. Even if COVID's not around, you washing your hands often um, is going to keep you healthier because it will keep other illnesses or viruses um, away from you. Disinfecting your groceries. Do you need to do that anymore? You know, according to the scientists, they say the risk of transmission from touching a surface, uh, any surface is low. However, that just brings you back. You don't have to disinfect your groceries, but definitely go back and wash your hands. And what about the K995 masks? For high-risk individuals, um, it is definitely recommended. And for any people living in a community kind of environment, wear those K995 masks. And what about cloth masks? They're good. Um, just make sure that you clean them. So the bottom line is, is you just have to learn to manage your own risks and um, know what you need to do. When we come back from break, we'll talk about some minimum efforts for your maximum health and how to just keep on track for your resolutions. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Don't go away. I'm coming back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. 
925-377-STAR and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, we are back. I'm glad that you stayed with me. And I'm just wondering if you made any resolutions. Sometimes it's better not to make a resolution if you're just going to break it. And then just instead, just decide that you are going to um, reach your peak performance by, you know, maintaining the pillars of peak performance. You know, keeping your body, your mind, your food, nature, play, um, your relationships and taking some downtime and keeping those all in check. So I thought I would just go through a few different things with you um, because you could you can do this at any time of the year, but you might as well start now. So you know, if how many minutes do you actually need to work out daily to see any benefits? From what I was reading, actually in Men's Health, um, it. It's only seven minutes. When you're just starting to exercise, you don't need to slog through a long session. Just seven minutes can improve your heart and lung health, your insulin function, and your muscular strength and endurance. So that's not hard to do, right? So I think we can all do that. So um, how about doctor visits? Are you taking care of your health by going to the doctor and at least getting your annual physical that is the number one thing that everyone should do. And I know men are the worst at it. Uh, and, uh, and, and doctors are actually the worst. They actually, they actually don't. It's kind of like the cobbler's kids have, you know, have no shoes or the cobbler has no shoes, you know, and doctors tend not to go and get their physicals either. So your annual physical needs to be annual. And most people only go to the doctor when they have, you know, when they're, they, they cut themselves or they have a rash or they're feeling sick, you know, they are, they've got coughs or flu. The thing is, is you're going to stay on top of your appropriate screenings so you can be ahead of the game. And then the way to do that is you have to go and have your annual. That way you'll get your heart checked, your colon, everything else. You need to have that at least, um, that, that one appointment, like, Tomorrow, I am getting a, um, a bone density test. And I, I think it's every couple of years you have to do this. So that's the way you just keep on top of what you are, keep on top of your health. Okay, so how many resolutions do you actually need to make in order to keep your resolutions? 
I would say zero <laughs> because sometimes you just, if you're making huge resolutions and, uh, and you don't make smart goals, then what happens is you're just putting a lot of anxiety on yourself because there are so many opportunities for things to go wrong over the course of a year. So maybe plan your goals for a month at a time. But as I said, make them smart goals, which means that they are going to have a timeline to them. So that's so that you can say, this is what I'm going to achieve, and this is when I'm going to do it, and this is how I'm going to do it. And if not, it's just better not to be so stressed out. Um, how about prescriptions? There are big reasons people end up with unnecessary prescriptions, uh, according to the most recent research. And here they are. The first reason is doctors feel mal malpractice if they don't give out a prescription. And second, patients offer pressure doctors to prescribe them something. So, you know, save your money and time and avoid potential side effects by routinely reviewing all your medications with a physician. And then maybe you don't need anything. And that would be the best of all because medications can interact with each other. Now, what? how about meditation? This is getting to the mind part. How many minutes does it take for meditation to really work? Well, researchers at New York University found that a guided meditation doesn't even require 15 minutes a day to bring on decreased negative mood, uh, enhanced attention, better memory, and lower anxiety. Instead, the, they say just aim for 13. And there are apps out there that can help you. Some you have to pay for, some are free. There's one called 10% Happier. There's Calm. Um, there's Liberate. You know, anyway, there's different apps you can find. But I don't use an app. I do, I, it's about 20 minutes every day. I don't really keep track of the time, but that's what it usually, when I finally look at a clock, it's usually about that. But it sure starts my day in a great way. Okay, how many number, what's the number of good friends you need to keep your health? Because as I was talking last week about, it's really important to have relationships in our lives. There's a huge amount of um, epidemiological research that shows that the best predicator of your physical wellness, your mental health, and even your longevity is tied to the number and quality of close friendships you have. And, and I have to say that it's close friendships. So to shore up your friendships, you know, you need to invite people to do things with you. Uh, you. Men are usually better at connecting like at a golf game, but they're not good just sitting across from each other, you know, and having a drink or talking. Women are usually better at that. But reach out to family and friends and just decide that you need to get together. So probably the max you really need is maybe five. So you don't need that many. And if you only have one or two, the quality is what is important. It's not the quantity. So how, many, how about minutes? How many minutes does it take to increase your quit smoking success? Well, doctors say that um, you can have a short conversation with a doctor about smoking 
And that is enough to boost the likelihood that people would be smoke-free six months later. And those, that number of minutes is only two. But often, doctors aren't aware of that you're trying to quit. And you need the tools that are in their arsenal to put in your arsenal. So let's see, what else um, would be a, a good thing? Oh, yes. Now, I want to go to um, what actually peak performance means. It means putting your best version of yourself forward. It means always striving towards what you are fully capable of being and doing and giving. And it's also giving attention to each of those areas that I talked about so that you can perform at your best and um, that your ability will be fueled to accomplish anything that is untapped. So we want to talk about our mind. I always think the mind, this is where I start like every morning, right? So taking care of your mind can be one of the most important things that you do. How you see and think of yourself and others in the world around you can lead you towards the choices and the behaviors that you're going to make in every area of your life. So the mind is, in my opinion, the most powerful tool that we have, and we need to care for it uh, because our mind can make all the difference. Now, your mindset is made up of attitudes and your beliefs, and it's how you look at a situation. It is your level of optimism or pessimism. So you want to have an optimistic, positive mindset. Now, mindfulness is your ability to be in the present moment, to be here, to be now. It's letting go of judgment and criticism and simply becoming aware of what is right in front of you. And that's hard to do. So that's why the meditation helps, because it does help us to be more mindful. And that leads me to the meditation and gratitude. Um, they are practices, ways of training our minds to be mindful, and that way we can develop a positive growth mindset. So mindfulness is a mindset. Meditation is the training to achieve it. The next thing we have to be aware of, we've already talked a little bit about it, is our body, because our bodies are designed to move. They're designed to change and to be challenged. Um, when, you know, in the days of the, of the cave woman, we had to move a lot to survive, hunting and gathering food, building shelter. We had to ward off those saber toothed tigers. All of these were required. So we had to run and jump and climb and crawl and squat and lift and push and pull. Now, of course, we have all these modern conveniences and we have the freedom to be sedentary creatures. But it comes at a cost to our health. And the more sedentary we are, the less we have immunity, our strength decreases, our mobility, our balance, our coordination, our digestion, our brain function, everything. Uh, even, even our self-esteem and happiness and mental well-being, they're all gained through movement. And we lose it with inactivity. So... We have to be active. And if you don't like the word exercise, just substitute any word that makes you happy. Like if you love to dance or like me, I love, I like to dance, but I love to garden, I, you know, walking. So we have to take care of our body. So if don't 
focus so much on exercise that you decide that you hate it. That's, that's not going to help you at all. You just need to move. The next thing that's important is food because food is our life force. Without food and water, we die. And first of all, food is medicine. So we have to survive and thrive as a result of the nutrients that we put inside of our bodies. And this is why I am such a big proponent, if at all possible, grow some of your own. Grow your own groceries. You know, I mean, when I want to... um, Make any meal at all. I always look, first of all, into the pots that are right outside my kitchen or I go into my potager or my vegetable garden to see what is there. And anybody anywhere can grow a couple of things, even if it's on a windowsill. So it's really important to have fresh, nutritious um, vegetables, herbs, leafy greens, And it's really harder than ever because there's so many overly processed foods in our supply chain that we may not be getting the nutrients that we need to support our health. So uh, no matter what it is that you want to do in life, you have to have nutrient-rich foods. So look into lots more fish, vegetables, uh, and herbs, and Uh, You can, you know, lean meats, but, you know, you just have to take it easy. Now, nature, that's my calling. Uh, The sun, the moon, the star, the soil, the water, the the moths, the mushrooms, the critters that are running around. Nature nourishes us through our body, our mind, and our spirit. And I'm sure that whenever you're outside, whether you're hiking or just breathing in some fresh air or you're on a camping trip or maybe you are weeding in your garden, I think that you'll probably feel a calm come over you and your mind clears. Your spirit just becomes larger and more grateful. So our species came to be because of nature. And when when we separate ourselves from nature, it actually makes us sadder. So we need to connect with the natural world. So we have to get the earth's skin to be part of our skin. And so that's why there's always that, you know, the laughing of hug a tree. Well, it's just go out and, you know, immerse yourself in nature. Pick a leaf, smell a flower, uh, roll on the grass, listen to the birds, whatever it is. But it's so important to adapt and adopt nature back into your life. And what about playing? You know, when was the last time that you just played for play's sake and you just had fun? It is, you know, when we're kids, we play, we do make-believe, our imaginations run wild. We have all kinds of creative uh, actions that we do. We play games. But as we get older, we lose that sense of play. So think about ways that you can add some fun hobbies or games to your life. Um, Consider what does fun mean to you and make sure that you schedule some fun into your life. You might even want to make a play bucket list uh, and then incorporate play into your work, uh, into everything you do, because when we play more, we have more fun in life and then everything, everything becomes better. And then getting back to the connections, and I've talked about this so many times, the relationships that we have 
are very important. We have to connect with other human beings. It's called community, feeling close to, being accepted by others. It improves our overall well-being, and it is leading to longevity. You know, I did a show on the blue zones, and it showed one of the key factors of people who are centenarians who live to 100 or longer is that they have a wonderful social connection. Besides the fact that they're doing all these other things that I'm encouraging you to do, you know, they're meditating or they have a religious life or some kind of spiritual life, they're eating well, they're sleeping, uh, but they also have of good relationships with friends and family. So many people feel connected these days, but they're connected to technology or social media. And that's not the same. That is a false connection. So you actually have to talk to people. Otherwise, you know, all that social media is could, I don't want to say is, but it could lead to more loneliness for you. So you need some face-to-face, direct physical contact, or at least talking to people over the phone. You have to hear their voice. And then finally, you do have to recuperate, rest, take a break, sleep. <laughs> it, you have to stop moving, and you have to relax and refresh and reinvent and recover. All those are words in order to rebuild yourself and rejuvenate physically, mentally, and emotionally. Rest is critical, and it's something that so many of us, we take for granted, but it turns out that that is when our bodies are literally rebuilding and refreshing themselves is when we take, uh, when we sleep. So you really do need to incorporate um, that seven to nine hours every day. You, ca- you cannot just rest when you die. Because the, the point is, is that you will die sooner if you're not getting enough rest now. So put all of these things together and just get rid of the excuses. Because it's not so hard to take a couple of minutes to exercise. Seven minutes, that's all you need every day. Um, just do seven minutes of something jumping jacks, you know, um, walking around your block, whatever it is, get that doctor's appointment, do some meditation, do deep breathing. Um, Don't worry about creating a resolution for the year. Just take some baby steps. There is that saying, by the inch, it's a cinch. But, you know, it really is a trial by the mile. So, Let's just take it slower and not worry about the Joneses or keeping up with the Joneses, right? Just take your name and just keep up with yourself. And most of all, just be positive about all of this. Well, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we'll be coming back and we'll be talking about some design uh, trends for interiors. So don't go away. There is more to come. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Are you passionate about what you do in your business? If not, why not? 
People who are using their passion to run their businesses are happier, they're more fun-loving, they have less stress, and they're more excited about life. Do you know how to turn your passions into profits? First of all, you want to write down what it is that you love to do in life. Don't worry if it seems crazy or impossible. Just dream the dream. Then write the plan. Eliminate the naysayers in your life. All you need is one honest, supportive person. Then go into action to get the skills you need. Believe in yourself and all the possibilities. Because if you are having fun, others will have fun too. And with enough patience, courage, and perseverance, The profits will come rolling in and you'll feel alive because you've discovered your passion. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, again, my gratitude to you for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am always so happy to be here with you. And I am going to talk to you about some design trends interiors uh, that are just classics. But before I do, I had just seen, um, I was sent this uh, blog that's called Life Minus Me. And I was so intrigued by it because my girlfriend just had a baby girl and the title of this was I've got a baby girl and this is the best feeling in the world and um, it was the joys of being a new parent and I thought I would just read it to you and if you if you liked it you can find them at life minus me and this is I'm just reading this from this blog because I thought it was so sweet becoming a parent is one of the most rewarding experiences a person person can have in their lifetime For first-time parents, there are many new things to learn and enjoy, but one of the best things about being a new parent is getting to know your child and watching them grow and develop. There are also plenty of opportunities for bonding with your child, whether it's through playtime, reading stories, or just simply cuddling together. And another great thing about being a new parent is experiencing all the little moments that make up life with a child, from the first time they smile at you to their first steps and everything in between. 
And every day with a child is a new adventure. And it's an amazing ride that no one ever wants to end. When your child is born, experiencing the moment they come into the world is one you will never forget. You're filled with so much joy as you hold your baby for the first time and look into their eyes. The feeling of being a parent is one that is hard to describe and you will love them more than you ever thought possible. And as they grow, you will experience all of the ups and downs of parenting, but through it all, you will be there for them. Watching your child take their first steps, say their first words, or do anything for the first time is an amazing experience. The first few weeks and months adjusting to life with the newborn, that is a little bit scary. It's one of the biggest surprises for first-time parents. It's just how hard the early weeks and months can be. Adjusting to life with a newborn is a huge undertaking, and it can be difficult to know what to expect. Most new parents find that they're constantly tired and that there never seems to be enough time in the day. There are also a lot of new things to learn, from diapering and feeding to soothing a fussy baby. And it can be tough to cope with all the changes, but it's so worth it when you see your little one finally smiling and then laughing for the first time. When people become parents, they often undergo a change in their lifestyle and priorities. A child brings new challenges and joys into a parent's life, and the bond between them is incredibly important. This bond is what helps a parent raise their child successfully and provides them with support during difficult times. There are many different ways to build the bond, but it starts with spending time with your child and listening to them. Listening allows parents to understand their child's thoughts, feelings, and experiences. And it also allows parents to give the child the guidance and support they need. Being a parent isn't easy, but it's definitely rewarding. And the incredible feeling of love, why children are such a blessing when you hold your child for the first time, you feel this incredible feeling of love. This is why children are such a blessing. They bring happiness into our lives they make us feel complete. And there's nothing like the feeling of a child's hug. And nothing can replace the love we have for our children. And in life, there are many things that we find ourselves searching for. We look for happiness, love, money. But in the end, the best thing in the world is found within ourselves. And once we find it, we can be at peace and be happy with who we are. The best thing in the world is a piece of cake, a hug, even a simple smile. And children are truly the best thing in the world because they have seen things that no one else has ever seen. And again, I just thought that was such a sweet um, blog and it's from Life Minus Me. And I just couldn't agree more with everything. And I remember when um, I was so afraid to have a second child because I didn't think my heart was big enough to, for two children. And then you get pregnant with your second child and everything goes out the window and you're, you just grow another heart and you just feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much love. So um, for anyone who is out there who is uh, anticipating a newborn and worrying, just know you're going to be okay. You will be tired for the rest of your life, but you're going to be okay. <laughs> so now I just want to give you some um some trends that are in interior design since I, I am not practicing it any longer, but I did spend like 33 years doing interior design. So I'm still passionate about it, still keep up with everything. So um, the interesting thing that I love for this year 
is how so many of the trends, and I really prefer styles, are just the classics. And um, it has made design, you know, more stronger and more creative than ever. Um, technology and unprecedented, unprecedented communication has given access to new ideas and materials and products. But some of the things. So texture is still obviously something that's very important in design. Materials with texture give a sense of comfort and livability. And they are really two of the most important words in the design world today. So if you're looking into kitchens, and kitchen is kind of the heart of the home, right? Um, examples could be any material within the space that include wood, stone, metal, glass. It could be brushed, honed. It could be polished finishes. Um, it could be something that, you know, a combination or it could be used solo, Handcrafted finished processes like sculpting and hammering and scraping are techniques that can change the nature of a material, making it softer and more inviting. Another design classic is going to be layering. And that's something that I love is when you layer things, you mix materials in another way of creating a visual texture. There's not a formula or a rule to how many materials to use or in what proportion they can be effectively mixed. But this is where the artistry comes in. Layering doesn't need to be only in material mixes because there are endless ways to create more layering. And even floor plans can be layered by varying the relationships um, and you're going to create some unexpected dynamics. Now, style. Basic design categories of traditional, modern, and transitional styles, they are still strong and none are considered passe. There is an infusion of a modern sensibility in much of today's design and um, it, that has increased. And that is probably replacing a lot of decoration. So done effectively, this creates designs that are fresh and honest. So you want originality, you want personalization, you want creativity. That can make your personal style uh, the way that it should be executed. It's like fashion today. Just remember, all rules are meant to be broken. And whenever you're designing a space, you want it to look like you. You don't want it to look like the designer you hired or the architect that you hired. You want to have the bones really done well, but then the way that it is finished needs to really resonate with your personality, your family, what it is that you want. Now, open kitchen plans, um, as lifestyles continue to become more informal, Many people have experienced open kitchen plans, and this is a concept that is growing and it's continuing to strongly influence the way that residences are being designed. And, you know, we were talking about community earlier. The result is more connection and flow. And so I think that open designed uh, kitchen family rooms, kind of the great room is going to continue. Also, larger kitchens, larger bigger um, islands. These have really been incorporated in um, new buildings and in remodels because um, as the sizes of kitchens are increasing, people are wanting bigger islands. 
And because the kitchen is the heart of the home, the island becomes the heart of the kitchen. It's like the social center where people just naturally gravitate. So it where it used to be, you know, you'd have a six foot island or something. Now, eight to ten feet islands uh, were the norm. Well, now they're even getting bigger if you have the space. There are islands that are 12, 14 feet. It's not uncommon anymore. And the kitchen island is also that excellent opportunity for unique signature design elements and the incorporation of a lot of functions. And even if the traditional against the wall kitchen message center is being replaced with workstations designed without islands. So there's not a lot of workstations in the kitchen anymore uh, that are being designed in to the kitchen. So instead, um, there's, I mean, there's the, the message center. Now it's more of a workstation. What other people, what, uh, if you have a big house or you have that budget, Something that's being done in design these days is the adjoining spaces to support the kitchens, like the butler's pantries or a walk-in pantry. They are highly popular, and they are functional winners. New housing construction are tending to do these bigger pantries, which are almost like a walk-in closet that um, is available so that you can put all your big pots and pans and I think I call it like it's the Costco effect because it's where people can store all the extra things that they want uh, for their kitchen and their living. So the back kitchen is the third and newest adjoining area to support that main kitchen. Now what a back kitchen is, it can be large or small and it can include everything from just small appliance uh, stations to fully appointed and functioning spaces with appliances. And what is the advantage of that? It frees up the main kitchen for entertaining and it hides the clutter. And, you know, um, and some older, big, grand homes, they used to call them butler pantries or butler kitchens, where, like, food could be prepared and then brought out. So it's actually coming back in fashion now. Again, that is a high-end item and it'll be more expensive. Lighting continues to be important. It'll always be important. And LED lighting technology really has changed the ball game, especially now that the color spectrum is warm. Well, it can be warm, soft, and elegant. I didn't like it when it first came out. It was so blue. It just reminded me of fluorescent, and I hate fluorescent. But now the kitchen has more opportunity for layered lighting. And you could put some decorative fixtures, and they could use LED technology. And um, so th- that is a really good thing. And some some light is some light fixtures are actually very artistic and really really pretty. So that is something that um, that people uh, that people will probably gravitate to. Um, let's see what. Oh, you know, a lot of metal is being incorporated into homes now and and into design used alone or as complements to other basic building blocks like wood and stone and glass the result is a feeling of precision and depth and more visible uh, textures and there are warm metals and the I like those you know brass and bronze and copper um, I know that my daughter put a copper sink in her kitchen when her kitchen sink had to be replaced. And it's really beautiful because 
You know, it it just it gets a beautiful patina as it ages, and you can get some of the greens and stuff. So, all of these trends reinforce what people are looking for today in design. You you want high function, you want material durability, you want nice design, you want comfort, um, and you know the variable is the degree of creativity and in the interpretation in which you want to execute it. So think about all these things. If you, you can just do a small, even if you're just doing a small kind of makeover, you can add something that will make your design say you and be more interesting and livable. Well, that is the show for today. Make sure you're tuned in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Every Wednesday with me, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, and um, we always try to bring you some lifestyle tips and things in a lot of different genres that you can make your life happier, healthier, and hopefully make your dreams come true. For more information about Be The Star You Are, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And I do want to announce that Be The Star You Are has been uh, honored as a top nonprofit already in 2023. So you can visit the nonprofit site by going to the website. You'll see it right there on the home page. For information about Star Style, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. And uh, my aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I want you to see beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, but celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week. I still am, we have copies available in our Star Style store of No Barnyard uh, Bullies. And of course, all the other books that um, benefit Be The Star You Are charity. So check it out. Go to the Star Style store, starstylestore.net. Until we celebrate next week, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Go out into the world and be your unapologetically authentic self. Remember to dream, create, and make a difference. And most of all, be kind. Until next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, make it a great week. Be the star you are, the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.